0: Just when you thought there was no hope for baby boomers, it's the Rational Boomer Podcast. Logic, common sense, compassion, yeah, who knew? Now, here's Mike.
1: All right, we are back on the Rational Boomer Podcast. This show, Ed pops in. And we got a lot of stuff to talk about. I've been doing some podcasts. I did an interesting podcast, Ed, that you may want to listen to. It had right. nothing to do with politics. Well, it had a little bit to do with politics. But I have a gentleman who's from Kentucky who is an expert on Medicare and Medicare insurance and t- knew a little bit about Medicare for All. Right. Uh That show is going to air here probably in the next hour or so from the time we're recording this. And uh, it gives a lot of good information about Medicare. It's a departure for the Rational Boomer podcast, but something you want to check out. It's it's very good.
0: Something so, intelligent, you mean?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what what I'm saying is, I let him talk and I just right. kind of shut up.
0: <laughs> but, <laughs> no, but said seriously, I will listen to that because this is one that I keep bending people's ears about, and they don't get it. So I need more ammunition. That's that's a great thing. I will do that.
1: Well, you know, the one thing he said, and you'll hear it in the show, that I never thought about, you know, the Medicare for all thing. He said, you know, the people who pay for Medicare, because you do have to pay a fee for it. It's not a lot. but You have to pay for it. The only people that are paying for Medicare are sick people. So they're putting money in and taking money out. If everybody had Medicare, Medicare for all, then a lot of healthy people who wouldn't need the Medicare would be paying in. Then Medicare would be far more healthy and, uh, financially better off. And it would be perfect for the whole situation. You know, you work for a big company and the big company, um, gets better rates because they got a lot of people mm-hmm. putting in money. So Medicare would have the whole, fu- Medicare for all would have the whole fucking country. And then you could you could do something with it and uh you said well why do you think we don't do that well because the 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 pharma uh the medical industry and the uh the insurance companies have huge lobbies to make sure they get to keep grifting the money and the right thing the best thing for the uh, the country doesn't get done anyway listen to the show it's it's a good show
0: Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I've, the only comment I would make on that is uh, we've got to do it at some point because uh, where I live, most people can't access health care. Either insurance is too expensive, the copays are too expensive, right? or a lot of the doctors don't accept, well, here it's called 10 care, but it's, 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 it's uh, Medicaid, right? A lot of doctors won't accept that. So you got to go shopping for a doctor that will actually take the money that you have to give them. Right. You know because uh, you know they only pay so much. Right. And and doctors, uh, I the doctors when I was a kid they got five bucks a a visit that kind of thing. You know now it's substantially higher, Uh, but they're still still uh, greedy. Sorry. You know,
1: you know, it's interesting. Uh, Lindsey Graham, and we're g- this is going to get us into the news stuff. Sure. But L- Lindsey Graham said something. You know that he he said we should have a federal law banning abortion after 15 weeks. We don't know why he did that. That was crazy. But he made a statement. He was trying to support that claim, and he says, you know, all the countries around us, and he named off Finland, Sweden, Sweden, whoever it was, all have that law. It's about time. We get in line with all the other countries, and I thought that was an interesting statement because he's against Medicare for all, correct? Right. But those same countries all around us are doing that sort of thing. So why is it that we should get in line with their feelings about abortion, but not their feelings about healthcare? He he, it's, it's fucking ridiculous. They they just take. Uh, ideas that fit their agenda and ignore uh ideas that don't fit their agenda, and it just goes to prove like I've always said, Republicans don't care about you, they don't work for you. All you have to look at is the past six years and tell us what they did for you, fucking nothing,
0: yeah, exactly i mean and and this is the history of the Republican Party. you got to say they started out pretty well, you know with Lincoln. You know, they got rid of slavery. That was a biggie. That was a good thing, right? Yeah. They didn't set out to do that, but it worked out that way. So I give them credit. I mean, Lincoln Lincoln was on record saying if he could save the union without abolishing slavery, he'd do it. Right? But he couldn't, right? So, uh, but, and I don't think there were certainly in this part of the country they were there were very few abolitionists. Even the, quote, even the Republicans of the day here were just as racist as the Democrats, no matter what they want to tell you. Oh, yeah. Really? You know, I mean, that's why they all joined together pretty much to fight against the North. Here in East Tennessee, the uh, the, the, the non-rich uh, people said, nah, we don't want to fight about slavery because we don't got none. Right. So, <laughs> but, uh Anyway,
1: I just, uh, well, let's, well, let's, let, let's, let's start out talking about, uh, um, um,
0: let's Lindsay start. Graham?
1: Well, let's, well, let's hold Lindsey Graham. He's a piece of shit. Um, let's yeah. talk, let's talk about the kind of the hot news of the day yesterday. And that was, um, Ron DeSantis and Greg Abbott. Now I did a TikTok earlier and I said, uh, you know, people will say that Republicans have no platform. And I guess that can be proven by looking at all the things they've done, which is nothing. And, and I said, they, they do have one. Plank of their platform that seems to be their focus now that overturning Roe v. Wade is gone. That was their main focus. That's gone now because they can't campaign on it because they've already done it. But there is one plank in that platform that is their main focus, and that is simply owning the limb tards Let's own the limtars. Let's throw it in their face. So Ron DeSantis. And Gregory Abbott are always whining about, uh, the brown hordes are coming over the border. Biden's letting them in, which isn't true. No. There is no more people coming across the border than when Donald Trump was in. Nothing has changed. It's been like that forever. Nobody's come up with a resolution for the border problem. No president has. Uh, but, but anyway, so what Gregory Abbott and Ron DeSantis do, they thought they'd own the libtards by piling a bunch of um, of uh, immigrants onto planes and buses and sending them to rich liberal areas like Martha's Vineyard or even to Kamala Harris's doorstep. They set it up there and they thought, well, this will be funny. This will be clever. That'll show the libtards. We will fucking own the libtards. And then Fox News, they're laughing about it and joking about it. But Turns out it didn't work too well for them.
0: No, uh, because the people received these poor people who were deceived, who were lied to, told that they were being sent somewhere where they would get uh, a place to stay and jobs. This was told to them. We have, uh, you know, eyewitnesses to that. And uh, they, were, they were not even fed, thrown on airplanes or buses, depending, and, and sent to these locations. And uh, they were received with open arms and treated uh, very, very well.
1: They were. I mean, they did what was expected. But more importantly than that, instead of looking funny, instead of looking clever, now they're taking a beating in the fucking media, mainly because what they did, some people are claiming it could be kidnapping. Mm -hmm. uh, It could be fraud. It could be human trafficking. Now, if that's yes. the case, and the DOJ wants to take that up, Mr. Uh, uh, Mister Abbott and Mr. DeSantis might have a fucking world of trouble.
0: Uh, yeah, that's not going to happen, I don't think. I know uh, Gavin Newsom, the California governor, who's just taken a delight in plaguing uh, both Abbott and DeSantis um, over abortion, over, over the, uh, this kind of thing. Um, He's put up billboards, for example, in all the states that have uh, outlawed abortion, saying, come to California, we'll take care of you, we'll help you get here, we'll do all of that, right? Right. And, uh, and uh, he is one of the ones who's pushing this, that, hey, uh, this ain't right. Uh, and he even had a uh, a uh, I saw the – Yesterday, I think it was, he published a, a a law that had to do with how they're treated <laughs> that obviously uh, uh, showed that this has all been mishandled. So I, I still I think the DOJ right now has got their hands full uh, on several fronts. So I don't know that that's going to happen. It's going to be seen as a political stunt. And it's it's unfortunate if they kept it up, which I doubt they will. I think um, I think you might have to see some action of some sort. Um, but well, uh, I don't know what the what's going to happen. But you know, give me your viewpoint on it.
1: Well, I don't. You know, I agree with you. I don't think that there's going to be any charges or whatever. I think the the cost to them will be political. You know, they've just shown another way about their inhuman, inhumane treatment of people, and it's not going to do well for them. In the elections. Now, Greg Abbott and Ron DeSantis are both up for re-election for governors, and they're in kind of tight races right now. They don't have sure wins with Charlie Crist in Florida and Beto O'Rourke in Texas. These people could easily get beat, they could be taken off the table. And then have to fend for themselves for the presidential election in 2024, try to try to reclaim <clears throat> whatever fame they might have. Now, I don't know about Greg Abbott. Greg Abbott's done a number of things that might get him in legal trouble. Uh Ron DeSantis, I've always made this suggestion, and I'll make it again. People go, where did you get that? But we know the thing with Matt Gates. And uh, Joel Greenberg, that's going to come to fruition sometime soon because Joel Greenberg is going to be finally sentenced, and right. then Matt Gates, who we know was thrown under the bus, will get a lot of heat if not indicted. Okay. Now, during that whole process, people really didn't pay attention to the fact, but they talk about Matt Gates. But it's not all about Matt Gates. There's they're saying there are other powerful political people in Florida that might be under scrutiny, that might fall into this investigation. Now I'm not saying who that might be. It could be Marco Rubio, it could be Ron DeSantis. And somebody would say, well, how why would you think it's Ron DeSantis? And I don't know for sure, but I know that there have been several photos of Joel Greenberg, Matt Gates, and Ron DeSantis. Yep. Ron DeSantis is of that age. He's of that arrogance. It's conceivable he might be tied into this investigation, and if he is, he's fucking done. That's why I tell people I wouldn't be so sure about him running for president in 2024. I don't think he'll be around any more than Donald Trump will.
0: Now, these thugs tend to kind of self-immolate after a while, whether it's Tailgunner Joe McCarthy, or... Uh... Uh, some others along the way, uh, they uh, they they tend to go just a step too far. And make no mistake, DeSantis is as much a thug as Donald Trump, and that means he's a complete thug. Oh, they absolutely. both are Both are, and you can tell the way they deal with crises. It's always my way or the highway. It's always a brutal thing. It's like going against Disney. And what did Disney do except uh, – um, Say we don't really like your uh, your stand on something, you know. The the, the corporate Disney uh, came out against some of his policies. Well, so what does he do? He uh, he screws the people of Florida out of billions of dollars by changing the, the tax status on uh, uh, Disney. Didn't hurt Disney at all. We know that they got all the money in the world. The mouse is flush. Yeah, he but, is, uh, he
1: is. you have to but, wonder. You have to wonder if the latest, the upcoming movie from uh, Disney. It's causing all kinds of controversy, and it's absolutely <laughs> the ridiculous. Yeah. The Little Mermaid, and this time the Little Mermaid happens to be black, Yeah, which, you know, you wonder if that isn't a nod to the white supremacist in this country by oh, Disney. I, I,
0: I absolutely believe it. If you've seen lately what Disney, Disney has done, it's very consciously – um, you know, uh, done uh, Hispanic movies,
1: right? Uh, right. Have
0: humanized Hispanic people to the majority, and and made some really fine movies at the same time. They are obviously doing everything they can to be inclusive and to preach diversity. <clears throat> yeah, you know, and, and the
1: thing is, thirty years ago or thereabouts, whatever it is, I remember taking my oldest son to Little Mermaid. Okay. Yeah. And he loved the movie; he was a little guy. he loved the movie. I would say he probably would still watch the movie today. yeah, now, all these years later, we've got this new little mermaid, and she happens to be black. But I cannot fucking wait to take my two and a half year-old daughter or granddaughter to see the new little mermaid it will it will It will change her life. I honestly believe that, like it did her dad. Uh, she will embrace it. She'll love Ariel. She'll love the story. She'll watch it over and over again at home. I'm sure, just like her dad did. And the fact that this 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 cartoon character is a different color, well, who the fuck cares? I mean, Jesus Christ, aren't the Simpsons yellow?
0: <laughs> Good point. So who yeah. the fuck cares? Nobody uh, except people who want to to maga things up. You know, and uh, make America great again, which means make America white again in the sense that white people control everything and everybody else is a second or third class citizen. That's what MAGA means. Right. Fight me. You know, <laughs> I mean, I, there's no question that that's exactly what it means. And uh, that's what's going on in Florida. You've got uh, you've got DeSantis being a mini Trump. Down there, uh, trying to appeal to all the old racists in Florida, which which he does, which is how he gets elected and how uh, Scott is a senator, even though he's a major criminal. And uh, I I don't. Well, they only watch Fox News. That's what it comes down to. Um, And and so they're totally, totally out of the. they don't understand that they're being taken. Now, the other thing that I don't understand and this goes for both Texas and Florida, why do they keep voting for these guys when they obviously, the, why do Hispanics keep voting for these guys when they obviously hate them? Why do black people in Georgia vote for uh, someone like Herschel Walker who's obviously a stooge? What's yeah. going on here? Who how are they being fooled?
1: I don't I don't understand that at all and I, I I'm I'm reticent to say they're being fooled I don't know that they're being fooled but they misunderstand what this party is all about. They are white supremacists. They, you know, this is something we see all over the country. People, white people, black people, Asian people, uh Hispanic people. For some reason there's a certain faction of these people that vote against their better interest. And I don't get it. I mean, I think part of it is is somebody like Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis, they act like the tough guy. So they see them as their champion fighting yeah. against the government. They're more concerned about how the government has oppressed them. And they feel this is their way to get back at the government. When, in fact, that's 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 not true. But I don't understand it. You know what else I don't understand is... The Republicans are in a fight for their life for the midterms now. They thought they were going to win it easily, and now they're not. But they keep doing things to to undermine their efforts. You know, The whole idea of overturning Roe v. Wade before the midterms was fucking crazy. They thought it would be a big play, and then the polls come out and say, no, you fucked yourself on that one, and now they're saying, Oh, yeah. Okay. But then Lindsey Graham comes out and says he wants to make it national. He pretty much put a nail in the coffin for anybody that's going to vote against these people because of Roe v. Wade. Uh, And then DeSantis and and Greg Abbott do these things. Are they stupid? Are they evil? Or are they purposely trying to sink the Republican Party? I don't get it.
0: Yes. Yes to all of that. Okay. okay number one number one they've decided that solidifying the base is something they have to do so that's why that's why Lindsay's out even though less than two weeks ago we've got him on film saying well just like marriage equality I think Roe v Wade should be left to the states that's that's what he says
1: then yeah. then
0: he comes out he comes out and he wants to have a national uh, a national uh, Law that says no, he can't have an abortion after 15 weeks. So he contradicts himself. Now, if we didn't have a corporate media, every media outlet in the country yesterday would have showed those two videos side by side, right? And said, "Look, Lindsey Graham's a piece of shit." You know, I mean, that would—that's truth in news. That's what needs to be said every day. We have these people. It. it there's no question all you have to do is use their public statements and show them contradicting themselves left and right and left and right but they've decided that the thing to do is solidify their base because they know and this is absolutely true there's just as many MAGAs or white supremacists if you will in Minnesota and Oregon as there are in Mississippi and Georgia right it's just it's a, it's a, it, it's not a southern thing it's everywhere it's in new england it's in the west it's a, Everywhere you got these people. So they figure they've got all of those. And the other thing they're going to do is, like in Georgia right now, they're purging voter rolls. They're doing they're up to their usual tricks. They've got all of these MAGA shitheads running for Secretary of State and so forth. They're going to cheat. They're going to scream the election was stolen if they don't win. They're going to They're going to try to do the same thing, muddy the waters, muddy the waters, muddy the waters, but they're going to try to cheat. That's what's going to happen. That is their strategy. Solidify the base and cheat.
1: Yeah, you're probably right about that. I mean, there isn't enough of the base to win an election fairly. Uh, We know they tried to cheat in 2016 and accomplished it. We know they cheated in 2020, but they fucking failed. And we know that with the gerrymandering and all this other stuff, cheating is really their main strategy in winning in the future because that's all they've got there isn't enough of these republicans certainly republicans that happen to be white uh white supremacists so that's their only option they're grasping at straws just to try to stay alive
0: yeah and and it works now uh, here in here in uh, east tennessee the, the people i grew up with right uh they're basically a lot of them uh, there are some assholes, but a lot of them are basically nice people, but they're all historical Republicans. You know, there's a few Democrats sprinkled in there, but they're mostly Republicans, and they never think of it like, uh, uh, let's starve children on welfare. Uh, they w- They would be horrified by that, but they don't link the Republican policies with that. They don't look at Texas, where they're taking all of this money that the federal government, that you and I paid in in taxes, that they sent back to these red states because they have so many children in poverty. Right. They don't. They don't get that they took that child poverty money and gave it to a uh, Texas football star, Brett Favre, and for a lot of other crap. It, it never got where it was supposed to go. They don't understand that Republican policies, not even in general, specifically. Are geared toward keeping the lower class lower because well, they want they want the, they want cheap labor. That's what it comes down to.
1: Absolutely, um, and, and I just read somewhere the money that uh, I mean that's one of the things with DeSantis and Abbott sending these immigrants to Martha's Vineyard and Kamala Harris's house that costs money that costs taxpayer money to do it. Over and above the kidnapping potential and the human trafficking and just the indecency of doing it, but I read someplace that Ron DeSantis took money out of um, like COVID relief stuff.
0: Yep, to, twelve million dollars
1: to, to send them up there to do this. So they took federal money over and above whether it's human trafficking or 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 kidnapping. There's got to be some some notice of of uh, mishandling of government funds.
0: Because uh, that's well, not what it was intended so. for. No, but see this is the this is how they get over. Um uh, in in uh they send their their representatives to Washington and they make sure, I mean it took a while, but they finally got it done, where the federal relief money, instead of being uh sent to an agency in each state that doles it out that was under federal control the way it used to be, families with dependent children and so forth. They sent it, as, they got it voted in, and um, in, I forget which administration did it. Maybe it was Trump, maybe it was before that. But they managed to do it so that, oh, I guess they did it in a, Obama's second term, when uh, and he wasn't able to override the veto. But it all comes now as block grants to the states, and then it's theirs.
1: They can do whatever they, have, they want.
0: You know, it's still geared to that. That's That's why it's sent. But they don't have to use it for that, and they don't. Tennessee has been sitting on every penny they get for that for, like, uh, six years.
1: So they what haven't you're, spent it. What you're saying is the federal government is sending it to them and putting them on the honor system, but there is yeah. no honor among thieves.
0: Right, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, they're supposed to have to, uh, you know, uh, they, they have to do studies on child poverty and so forth and see if it's doing any good. And, of course, it isn't. <clears throat> the only thing that's done anything on child poverty was when, uh, when they canceled the or when um,
1: the tax credit, the child tax that's credit. That's it. The,
0: yeah. the tax the child tax credit, that was allowed allowed to expire because the Republicans would not back it because it was you know it wasn't allowing uh... the other thing. The uh, uh, DeSantis yesterday or the day before, at least last this past week gave all of the first responders police firemen and all of that a $1,000 bonus. I think it was $1,000. Right. And uh, crowed about it. All of that was uh, the, was in the infrastructure bill. That's where they got the money. Right. Right. You know, federal money he had not jack shit to do with it and it was supposed to be used for that purpose, but he's going, "Look what I did." Well, he didn't do it. Yeah. Biden did that.
1: Well, you know, I think that is the epitome of cruelty by the Republican Party. When they had the COVID relief bill and they had money for the child tax credit, they brought 50 percent of kids in poverty out of poverty. Yes. And then when it came up to read, I mean, there's nothing bad about that whole situation. I can't imagine anybody arguing for child poverty. I mean, even a Republican can't argue against helping kids in poverty. Yet when it came down to voting for it, not one Republican voted for it and that child tax credit stopped. So I can only presume that if we took 50 percent of kids in poverty out of poverty by giving the child tax credit, we put them back in fucking poverty by taking it away from them. And that is the ultimate cruelty.
0: Right. And, and and then you don't use the money that the Democrats have sent you for that purpose, because it is the Democrats. It's always the Democrats who, who try to do anything about poverty. And this is, you know, this is the other thing, like those nice Republican people I'm talking about. They don't make connections right. either. They're not not interested in politics or they have been told by their preacher last Sunday that Republicans good, Democrats bad. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and and they internalize that crap, and they they just they don't get that. Okay, a, a Republican will say, "Well, these people are poor because they're lazy. Right? They won't take the jobs. Uh, you know, they could uh, well well uh, one job won't do it. Get two. <laughs> get three. You know, and and uh, they always push it it's because people are lazy. They don't want to work. Or, okay, well, you got pregnant. You got to have the kid. No abortions. You shouldn't have too many kids if you can't afford them.
1: Right, right. You
0: see the inconsistency there. But yeah. they preach both. They talk out of both sides of their mouth all the time.
1: I've met a lot of poor people in my life. I've had periods of life, time in my life where I was maybe considered poor or poverty. We've all struggled at times. And I rarely see people who are fucking lazy. They're actually desperate, and they'll do anything to survive, you know, whether it be collect, you know, cans in the park or whatever it has to do. I mean, people have to eat. People have to have shelter. So they've got to do something with it. Uh, The Republicans want to make it as difficult as they can by having low minimum wage, high taxes, you know, stealing money from them to give to the rich who don't need it. Um, This is when I look at what we're talking about here, you know, Ron DeSantis using money incorrectly or or Greg Abbott sending immigrants to uh, Martha's Vineyard or what have you. One of the things that I think that was exposed during the Trump administration Is that these that this government doesn't have much in the way of teeth? I mean, we always hear about Donald Trump breaking norms. Now, why were they norms? Because people were decent people, but they felt like there was some kind of retribution or some kind of punishment for breaking those norms. But all through Donald Trump's presidency, we found he broke those norms all the time and nothing happened. Nothing happened. And the same with like, like the, uh, Governors DeSantis and 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 Abbott, there should be some punishment for misusing federal funds. I mean, if you and I misuse federal funds, we would be arrested and uh, charged and fined or whatever. But they don't do it to the governors because there's norms. We're gonna send you stuff for COVID relief, so it's on the honor system that you'll use it for COVID relief, but they don't. And because the norms and the government have no teeth, there's no backlash from it other than the people of the country getting to hear what's happening.
0: Absolutely. And uh, as you say, we don't think ahead of time to make a law. Well, there actually is one that uh, sort of that says uh, an ex-president can't take any damn thing he wants and stick it in his basement. Uh, as far as uh, classified information goes. Right, uh, right, There is actually, you know, because they were trying, they put this law in effect that, that basically uh, did criminalize what Trump did, but, uh, you know, he got caught by it and not her, because she didn't do it. Right. But um, there are so many other things that, that we just don't expect that people will sink low enough to do uh taking child poverty money and giving it to a multimillionaire football player for speeches he doesn't give and a volleyball facility for his daughter to play in we right. don't think that that is something that anyone would ever think to do yeah um uh, you know so it, there's no specific law that uh that uh, uh forbids that Right. Um, I think there's something in Texas they may be able to get the former governor on. I know that the woman who actually wrote the checks, because I guess they falsified what they were doing with it so people wouldn't know. Uh, maybe that's what they got them on. I'm not sure, but uh, there may be some consequences here. There certainly be some consequences to Brett Favre, I would think, uh, in the sense of just a reputation. But, well, he's uh,
1: probably not going to do any more Wrangler jean commercials.
0: <laughs> probably not. Yeah, and uh, I never liked the guy anyway, because of course I was a Minnesota Vikings fan, and right. uh, you know, and even though he wound up there, didn't he for a, a season?
1: He played with the Vikings a year or two, yeah, and, and people yeah. liked him because he played well. But you know, here, here's what I'm saying though: is as we find out what happened in. In the Oval Office, in the White House, and how Donald Trump did all these things that were wrong, or at least in conflict with the norms. And we see what other government officials do um up until recently, they didn't do that because they felt like there would be some punishment for it. And now Donald Trump has exposed that there is no punishment because you can get away with anything. As much as they want to say no one's above the law, that's bullshit. Donald Trump, any sitting president, is above the law. I don't care what the fuck you tell me. You tell me you can't indict him; they are above the law. So the only, the only thing they risk... It's us. Right. So we have to take that responsibility. If somebody does what Donald Trump does or or Ron DeSantis or Greg Abbott, the only point where they're going to pay a price is us and whether they get reelected into their positions. So we have to take notice of that, that these people aren't going to be held accountable for a lot of things unless we make them accountable. That's why our votes are important. That's why uh, activism is important. And that's why getting this information out to people who do vote is so important. It's sad, but it's all left to us to make these people pay for their crimes. That's not how it should be.
0: No, and and, uh, unfortunately, uh, the Republicans uh, for several years now have been working to destroy the judiciary. Right. And to uh, to install justices like uh, uh, the lady down in uh, um, in in uh, Georgia who uh, ruled on the um, or uh, Florida or no Georgia where is she um, the the one who ruled on the Mar-a-Lago? Oh, she's uh, in
1: Florida. She's in Florida.
0: Florida. Florida uh, yeah, Aileen um, Cannon. Yes, uh, Cannon father. She yeah. should be. But anyway, um, I mean, she's unqualified. The ABA said, this woman is unqualified. Don't make her a judge. So, of course, Trump made her a judge, along with several others. Uh, but this has been going on. Bush did the same thing. And uh, this has been going on for some time now. Um, people don't realize that that there are – I could probably, if, if I wanted to sit here and think for a while, I come up with 10 different uh, – think tanks, all sponsored, heavily funded by the Koch brothers and people like that, these right-wing billionaires. They they have all of these uh, think tanks with lawyers and and uh, um, ex-politicians, all kind of lobbyists. They're all blended together, and their job is to do nothing except sit around all day and find a way to destroy the federal government, right. each of them separately, all of them together. That's their job because right. billionaires don't like a strong central government. They like everything to be fragmented because it's so much easier to deal to, to buy a governor than it is to buy the entire federal government, which right. they do routinely. Oh, absolutely. And uh, <laughs> that's what they want. They want the federal government gone, they want social security gone, they want Medicare gone, anything that smacks of supporting people to get them out of poverty because they want people in poverty. They, they don't want to lower the minimum wage. They want to get rid of the minimum wage. No minimum wage.
1: Right. right. Work
0: for whatever we will, are willing to pay you, which if, in the case of like Trump, for example, is uh, nothing because they will have you do the work and then they won't pay you anything.
1: Well, the one thing I will say about
0: minimum wage right now, um,
1: with minimum wage, Uh, it should be higher, of course, but triple. Well, it should be triple, but, but the thing about it is, is, is they always say, well, let the market dictate it. Mm -hmm. Well, the market's a fucking different deal now. If we go on supply and demand, there's a lot of demand for hiring people, but not as many people to be hired. So now these people have to raise their their wages in order to get people to even fucking work for them. So maybe right now the minimum wage is important, but the free market will actually dictate what these people will get paid. And see, this is what I don't understand. They don't want the brown people coming across the border, yet they don't have enough employees. The fact, the fix might be is to bring people across the border and fill these jobs that can't be filled. Because frankly, if you have a business and you can't hire anybody, you're fucking out of business.
0: Well, see, we're back to the corporate media now here. Corporate media loves to send cameras down there with politicians walking along, talking about how horrible it is that these brown hordes are pouring across the border and disappearing into the country, which is not happening yeah. at all. No, and uh, But they never cover the fact that most illegal immigrants come in on a work visa or a tourist visa on a plane or a boat to anywhere in the country except the southern border. And, uh, for example, right there in Minnesota where you live, right? Right. You go to a Burger King in the Twin Cities. Yep. Now, at the counter, there's going to be some probably young ladies or men, usually teenagers or something, serving you who speak English. Right. Back in the kitchen, if you listen, it's all Spanish.
1: Right. Right.
0: And I, I uh, my local Burger King, I once asked the lady who was the manager, I, you know, I went in there fairly often. I got to know her, knew her first name and all that. And I said, Janice, how come you got so many Hispanic workers? Um, and she said, oh, these people are all from say, El Salvador. They, uh, and um, this Burger King and all, most of the Burger Kings are all owned by, uh, and she named the staffing company. I don't remember the name of it now. Right. They own the Burger King's. They go to El Salvador, they recruit these people, they get them work visas, they bring them here, and uh, they work in the uh, the Burger Kings here because they make a little, much more money here than they can down there. They all live, you know, eight to an apartment, that sort of thing. Right. And they can work for, I forget how many weeks it was. Then they have to go back to Salvador for El Salvador for a couple of weeks. Then they come back, and they're just doing this all the time. And that was just Burger King, right? right? Right. Now that's happening all over Minneapolis. It's happening all over the country where they're doing that, not just with, with El Salvador, but most of the South American countries. Well, at some point these folks realize, Hey, nobody's watching me. And uh, uh, um, my uh, cousin Jorge just got a job on this group uh, with this roofing company. And they, they gave him some fake IDs and stuff. And, And he's making way more than I am here in Burger King. So I'm just not going to show up tomorrow. That's where illegal immigration comes from. And it's not hurting anybody because the the roofing company can't get the people they need to work for them in the same way that Burger King can't get the people they need to work for them. So they're bringing these people in. They're exploiting them and paying them less than they probably would uh, in anyone else to work in the kitchen and on the roof, but it's working for them. And eventually, you know, they integrate themselves into society and a couple of generations down the road, they might as well be legal. You know, uh, that's what the, uh, the dreamers act is all about because the parents may be illegal, but the kids have been here, gone to school and all of that. They're as American as they can be, right? They should be Americans. Because right. most of them were born here. You know, so this is the way illegal immigration works. It's, it's under the table. You know, uh, there was a big, I think it was Mississippi, where they went in and they closed down this meat packing place. And they went in there with buses and buses. And they gathered up all of these workers and, uh, and deported them, right? right? Back to wherever they came from in South America or whatever. It was a big deal. Well, the owners of the company, they did not do nothing to them. True, you know, and, 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 you know, they just moved somewhere else and brought in some more illegals and started up again. Uh, not far from where I sit right now. There was exactly the same operation. Uh-huh. And, uh, and uh, it, it happens all over the country. So if you took the illegal immigrants or the illegals out of the American economy, it would collapse tomorrow.
1: Yeah, it would. So they want to keep these brown people out, but uh, it could be very valuable to this country if if uh, we could fill some of these jobs that aren't being filled. You would think it would make these businesses flourish more, but still, it's all about race. It's not about making money, which is weird because that's all but I think is. they care about.
0: But it's about race and it's about money because if I want a meatpacking operation, where I have to pay a decent wage to get, well, I'll just say it, white people to work it because it's hard, disgusting work. I'm going to have to pay them 30 bucks an hour. I can pay somebody 10 who's an illegal and I don't have to pay any benefits either.
1: Yeah,
0: You know, and they, they, uh, I keep part of their money. What are they going to do?
1: You know, know, and
0: they do that. They do that too. Uh, sometimes they'll work a bunch of people for a while, and then they'll call INS. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's an illegal operation in so-and-so county. You better come down here and take a look at it. They come down, sweep them away, and they don't have to pay them. You know? I mean, wow. this is dirty, and everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. Everybody in the business world knows it. Everybody in the political world knows it. It's just the Fox News watchers and the people who don't think about it. They don't know, but we've been exploiting these people forever. Uh, you know, it was whether it's picking vegetables or cooking your burger, it's happening, or having your roof done, or whatever it is that the, the kind of work that white people don't want to do, they're doing it.
1: Right. Well, you know, I get I get uh, notes, people on my post and emails and stuff, and they'll say something like, "This country is just." Broken, and I don't tend to look at things like that. But but when you think about it, when you look at at the way our businesses are run, the way the money is in this country, the way we're seeing what we're seeing with the government, goddamn, if she isn't right or they aren't right, it is broken. I mean, we've got a lot to fix. The only redeeming value of what's going on now is it was all brought to the surface and it's been proven to be as broken as it is. So hopefully, we can take that and. Do something to repair it, but there's a lot of work that needs to be done. Ed, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. We are back on the Rational Boomer Podcast. Ed is with me, and we left that break on a a somber note. <laughs> the idea that this country is broken, and Ed, you had something else to add with that?
0: Yeah, uh, I can. You could say that about this country. Every day since they adopted the Constitution, this country is broken. Anybody could have said that. I mean, right now, today, the United States Army is not murdering indigenous women and children. Okay, that I know of. Right, right, right. The as a policy, uh, uh, black people are not being herded into prison camps in in Georgia and Mississippi and Alabama on trumped up charges and kept there the rest of their lives, re-enslaved, if you will, for things like charges like vagrancy because they couldn't find a job and winding right. up in prison and working for the same people they used to work for because they farmed them out. In large part, that isn't happening. It is happening. It is happening. They, uh, black people still go to jail far more often than white people for the same offenses and they wind up working, the prison labor is still a thing. Uh, Tennessee is fighting over whether or not to actually finally outlaw slavery uh, at this point. Uh, I think they may have passed it. I, I'd, I'd have to check on it. But uh, um, the uh, the, con- the state constitution and I guess the, the, actually the, uh, the amendment um, that says that uh, slavery was abolished except as punishment for uh, criminal activity. Right. And I, uh, uh, so anyway, they're trying to get rid of that. Maybe they did. But uh, my point is the country was broken. It is broken. It will be broken. But it's probably better than most of the others. You still have more opportunity here, no matter your color, than you do in some other countries, and with with us seeing uh, Orbán in Hungary and uh, whatever this crazy lady's name is in in Italy, even in England, their new prime minister is just Margaret Thatcher without the charm. You know, I mean, it's, <laughs> uh, it's just. Um, worldwide we're seeing a resurgence of this right wing bullshit that we had to put down in the thirties and then we had this beautiful window of the late forties through the early to mid sixties where the country kind of worked
1: right right and
0: we were addressing some things like civil rights and so forth and and people got their hopes up but this the world is shitty I'm sorry and and we're no exception
1: well <laughs> well not 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 only were we dealing with civil rights in that period. We were forcing rich people to pay their fair share.
0: Right. And that's and that, one that, of the
1: reasons why we had a great economy.
0: Yeah. It's, it's you know, it's, uh, we're always up to our neck in crap. Yeah. It's just a matter of whether they raise or lower uh, uh, the level of the crap uh, as to whether you see this as uh, a broken country or not. The fact is, we can still make it better always. And that's what we have to strive to do. But people are imperfect. People have the seven dead- deadly sins we love more than anything.
1: Absolutely. And we will
0: continue to uh, sin everyone up as awfully, often as we can. We all have greed. We all have avarice. We all have every one of them. And we cannot get above that. I'm sorry
1: well I mean, let let let's acknowledge that the country is broken. It's been broken for decades for centuries. It's been broken, but why does it seem worse now? Well, I'll tell you why I think is because go we've got a twenty four hour news cycle on uh in the media, and we've got media without any integrity when it comes to journalism, and they just right. spew whatever they think they want to sell. And and since we're talking about this, I've been kind of taken aback by CNN. We know that CNN is now owned by some Trump-humping piece of shit. They brought somebody in from the Colbert show to be the executive and do whatever changes they're going to do. As much as he was with Colbert, they are switching further to the right. I've heard some things that Jake Tapper said that pissed me off because I used to like Jake Tapper. And then they just announced yesterday that Don Lennon, Lemon,
0: he yeah, was pretty moved. popular.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He, he essentially got demoted to the morning show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. uh but at the, at that point, we understand that the ratings for CNN are shit anyway. So they're right. trying to make a wholesale change and go in an opposite direction, which I find disappointing.
0: Well, I mean the 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 fact is, and I don't know the guy from Colbert. I understand he's a fairly decent guy, but this is a business decision on their part. It's either change the dynamic or cease to exist because because Fox has the right. MSNBC has the left. Plus they're tied in with NBC as far as ad revenue goes. So they're fairly safe. They can be as liberal as they want. Right. (laughs) CNN though here, it's trapped because nobody watches cable news under the age of 50. Uh, At least that's the perception by the ad agencies. And And you're not not going to get the
1: young people to do that.
0: No, no matter what you do no no and they the the ad ag agencies know that so they will not buy anything on cnn except funeral plots and medications that kind of thing because they know the, the over 50s are watching right so they'll buy that shit but you can't run a network on that so so it's either they're they're trying this to see if they can get enough viewers to keep going that's what right. it comes down to
1: Well, you you and I have had a lot of experience with radio program directors. And the one thing I note about radio programmers, they don't know fuck all about fuck all. I I just want to tell you a story. I don't know if I've ever told you this story before. It might have been prior to you and I working together. I was – I went – with a uh, another friend of mine and I was young and I wanted to get some exposure on on the radio and I always wanted to do a talk show not unlike this and so yeah. a friend of mine we went to this radio station it's in the 1280 range and we okay. said we want to do a sports show on Saturday or Sunday and uh, how much would that cost now the program director at the time said well listen here's the deal you do the show We get you free, and then we'll split the ads. Well, that was fine, and we sold a couple ads. We didn't make any money because it wasn't a great station. It wasn't a huge audience, but we got to do it. And we did it for, you know, maybe eight months to a year. They got a new program director. The program director called me up and said, "Uh, yeah, Mike, I understand you're doing this, and you're not paying for the time. I said, that's right. We're sharing the the, the advertising. And he said, yeah, we're, we're going to stop doing that. And I said, yeah, you know, I get it. I get it. And it's not making any money and you probably want to make some changes. I said, are you going to change the station? Cause it was playing oldies music on it before. And he right. says, oh yeah, we're, we're changing the format of the station and it's pretty exciting. I said, oh really? What are you going to do? <laughs> I laughed at him when he told me, he said, listen, man, On radio, there's nothing more important to people than weather.
0: Oh, 24-hour weather station. That's what he fucking did.
1: 24-hour weather station. I go, are you serious? Now, I'm in my 20s, I think, at the time. And I go, that's not going to fucking work. He said, why is it going to work? I said, one of the things you measure is how long people listen to your radio station nobody's going to listen to your radio station more than 10 minutes. It's going to suck. No, we think it's really going to work. They did it for six months and then canned that fucker and went back to oldies. Yeah. So, so their desperation there, and that's what CNN's doing. They're trying to stay alive and they don't know what the fuck to do.
0: Yeah. And there's nothing they can do because they're aging out like so many things. It's like, uh, it's like broadcast TV. Did you watch the debacle of the Emmys?
1: I did not. I couldn't bring myself to do it.
0: Well, you know, it it's like uh you know, it used to be the Emmys were this huge deal in right. a in a in a you know, a terrific venue and everybody was there and the, the host was the most popular guy in the world at the time, you know, a Billy Crystal or somebody like that. So uh they got uh uh the, the, the chubby guy from uh uh uh, saturday night live uh keenan
1: oh keenan he's the, yeah
0: yeah yeah he's the host and uh you know he's 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 an okay comedian but he doesn't have a lot of stature right he's been on it's not like johnny a,
1: carson back in the no,
0: day no exactly or bob hope before him right but uh and and many others since then but uh and and um uh, anyway uh, there were about four programs that were nominated. Everybody was nominated in them, and they dominated. And they were all not on broadcast. There was one broadcast uh, uh, show that that you know had a, had a few people nominated and so forth. But it was almost all streaming stuff. Right. So right. that what it, what that tells you is, for the most part, that only old people are watching broadcast television.
1: Yeah, network television, network news. I don't watch network television. I don't watch the network news. Uh, and you're it's not dead. Alone. It's dead. It's
0: dead. And cable is dead, too, because it costs so much. You get so little, and you can go out and buy a Roku. And, and, and you know, before you know it, I mean, that's – my wife and I don't have cable. Right. We uh, we do Hulu, and Ro- we have got a Roku. So do we. Hulu, you know, and all of that. And – and uh um we pay much less and yeah. we get just as good a service and and if we we will we shop among the different providers if there's something coming up on HBO we want to see then we'll we'll sign up for HBO right. if there's something on Netflix we want to see uh, we do that we we take them we drop them and usually we get a deal to take them back right. <laughs> so it right. it works it works out fine but well, uh my my aunt Tilly ain't going to do that you know, she's going to lock in with Spectrum and she's going to sit down and watch that crap.
1: And radio's the same thing. I mean, radio is in yes. a dying industry. People come to me and say, how do I get into radio, Mike? I go, you don't want to get into radio. That's a fucking wasteland. The radio. Um, I mean, who who wants who wants to turn on the radio hear The same 20 songs over and over and listen to 20 minutes of fucking commercials, especially when you have an option like a podcast. I would much rather listen to a podcast than radio. I can't do it. My wife is a big fan of a local morning show,
0: and she'll listen
1: to the recordings of it, the on-demand of it, and she'll listen to you. Isn't that funny? I go, not really. It's all formulaic. It's all the same old shit I've heard for 60 years on morning radio. I'm tired of it. I want something more compelling. I want something more stimulating than some stupid fart joke. It's just not fucking entertaining to me.
0: Right. Well, we were an anomaly when we were on because we had a format that very few people uh, it appealed to. I mean, jazz. It's it's an elitist format. I mean, in the sense that only certain people like it. It's not an income thing I'm talking about. It's an interest thing, right? Right. Right. So we had a very loyal audience, but a a small one. But it was enough for us. And, And then we had the traffic. Which was also something that everybody needed at the time because we didn't have a smartphone that you could pop up and look at at all or listen to it and tell you, have them tell you what's going on. Uh, You had to tune in a radio station. So then they tuned in for your traffic. So we had them two ways there, right? Right. But what we saw everywhere else is suddenly something would become hot, a format would become hot, and then everybody would do a variation of that for a couple of years. And, and somebody would succeed and the others would all fail and they'd switch to something else. I can't tell you how many times the major, uh, the major um, uh, broadcast radio stations in the Twin Cities changed formats over time. Right. Uh, from country to rock and roll to back to soft rock. Oh, let's do something for women. You know, I mean.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know, the thing about it is, and I think the uh, media, whether it be cable TV, broadcast TV, broadcast radio, I think the media is, they haven't learned a lesson. You remember when the music industry got hit with Napster and people downloading stuff for free? Right. They should have embraced that and somehow monetized it, but instead they fought against it. And they took a beating. They've still, they're still taking a beating because you've got musicians now that don't get paid shit while Spotify and other places are making money out of it. They're the distributors of the music and, and, and uh, the music industry has taken a huge hit. And now the media in general is going to take that same hit. They didn't learn any lessons from what they watched happen in music.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, if, if, The problem with the the broadcast industry in general is that they're run by people who come out of sales and they don't give a crap what is on the air. They just want the bottom line. They want to produce it as cheaply as possible and charge the most they possibly can for the advertising. That's, that's what they do, you know? And if they can get a guy who, uh, um, a morning guy, let's say, or girl, um, or team that that everybody listens to. Oh, that's great! Now let's reproduce that 400 times in the same market. Right, and uh, pretty soon the the original will continue to to work, but uh, all the others will try it for a while and then go on to something else. And and then then they'll come up. Remember when it was always usually one or two guys in the morning. And then they came up with this thing they called the zoo format. Yeah. (laughs) And that was everywhere for a while. And you don't see that anymore.
1: No, you don't see it anymore because, you know, frankly, in, in media, I don't know if people realize this, but in radio And in in the media and broadcast television, these people who were on these shows, whether it be radio or TV, made a lot of money. They were paid a lot of money. That's not the case anymore. There isn't enough income. You know, they may be the highest rated station in town, but those ratings are far less than what they were seeing in the 80s. So they can't afford to pay people. I know of uh, some radio people in this town. They do all night's on a radio station in town, but yeah. it's not like they go to the station and sit down and put it in their eight hours and get paid for eight hours of work. What they do is they go into a studio for an hour, hour and a half. They get paid for that. They take down their voice intros and outros and whatever else, commercials, whatever. They put them in a computer and they run this music all night and they just insert these little voice segments into the fucking show as if that person is there all night, but they are not. They're saving money because they're not paying these people eight hours a day and there is no benefits. It's just it, it it's it's all fabricated and, and i've always said that you know if you did if you focused on the quality of the content the money will come but they're too they're too greedy they want to get the money first and then the content they then they can afford to do the content unfortunately that doesn't work i know there are other people that i know that try to do podcast you know and before yeah. they started the podcast they go I got to get a sponsor to make it worth my while to make money. Well, that makes no sense because you have no fucking listeners. When When I went into this doing the podcast and doing the TikToks, I wasn't even thinking about making money because I didn't have anything that was worth a shit. It's up until the time you get a vast audience and you have quality content, then maybe you can look at possible advertisers. But people are looking at the money first, content second, and that's where they're fucking up
0: yeah absolutely and it's it's always been the other thing about and it's it's similar, but let me just refine this in a different way. <clears throat> All the innovation in broadcasting, so far as the talent side of it came from the talent. It wasn't some uh, um, um, either sales manager or a, a program director who came up with something that worked it was it was some somebody on the air who thought, you know, I could use some extra voices here and, and we'll create these characters and so forth and do this and, and so forth. And they put together the format thing and it worked and then everybody was happy
1: and right. they tried
0: to go on. But it wasn't, wasn't somebody who dictated this is what you're going to do or, or something like that. It's always the creatives who do it and they never make, they rarely make the money they rarely get the credit. It's always, uh, you know, whoever's sitting in the big chair behind the big desk in the corner office who gets all the praise and all the money and, uh, you know, the talent gets T-shirts and uh, and uh, possibly, uh, you know, a, a minimum wage.
1: Right, right, exactly. You know, and that's the same in the music business. You got all these guys in suits making all kinds of money off these hit records and you've got the people who created the content, the music that are getting the pittance. You know, Prince was uh, a perfect example of somebody who noticed that and said, fuck it, I'm going to distribute my own stuff. And people said, well, he sells fewer records. And he did sell a lot. he gets all the money. He gets (laughs) all the money. And Prince was smart enough to figure that out. It's not about selling billions of records and getting a penny off every record. It's about selling 5 million records and getting all the money. These people, you know, with the onset of of the Internet, people have made money when it came to radio and television and music, not because they were creative or talented in any way. It's because they had a platform where they could distribute and disseminate that information. The yeah. Internet flattened the playing field there. Now, I can disseminate my own radio show or podcast to as many people as i can get i don't need abc i don't need a radio station i don't need some kind of network to fucking do it and that's where the problem with the media is there's too much competition too much content out there and they just can't compete
0: right and he, exactly used to if you wanted to uh, if you wanted to make uh you you'd you'd like write a sitcom let's say right and right. uh uh, the, the writers would get a certain amount of money, the actors would get a certain amount of money, but the, the, the network would make all the money from the advertising, right? And and dole it out. Now, you can take your smartphone and set it up in front of you and do a podcast. And uh, if you're good at what you do, you can become a millionaire quickly
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, with a smartphone. And you don't need any of that other stuff because I, the, the the ease of communication has changed the playing field completely.
1: I, I don't have any proof of it. I don't even have any reason to believe it. But I like to think that the Rational Boomer podcast and the Rational Boomer TikToks is, is uh, the main reason CNN is coming down. They don't I need fucking so. CNN. No. They can come no. to the Rational Boomer.
0: I'm pretty sure that's it. I'm pretty sure that's what did it. Let's
1: talk about some politics again. Um, All right. I heard a story. It's not getting a lot of play, but I think it tells us a lot. We know that Letitia James, the attorney general of New York, is in the process of investigating Donald Trump and his businesses because of fraudulent uh, claims, you know, overpriced, overvalued. No, no, no. Way. She
0: just, she just doesn't like him. That's what he yeah. says, and yeah. she's racist.
1: And she's right. Ra- well, she's racist. She's a black woman, and she's racist against orange people. And I, I, you I know, understand maybe, that.
0: I, I hate that. orange people too. I hate
1: all fucking orange people. Fuck yeah. orange people. But uh, um, so anyway, she's got this investigation, and she said. I'm going to take down this crime family, the Trump organization, because they are doing horrible things. So now she's doing this investigation. She forced the Trump kids and Donald Trump to testify. They tried to get out of it, but they had to testify. They probably didn't say shit. But here's a telling thing right now. Just the other day, Donald Trump went to her and said, listen, man, can we just settle this? And that's what Donald Trump has done with all these kinds of cases. He doesn't want the information to get out. So he just settles it quietly and moves on. But uh, Letitia James, she didn't say it in so many words, but she essentially said, fuck yourself. No, we're not going to do this. And and people are taking that as a, a cue that she is going to sue Donald Trump and the Trump organization, which would be a great thing because then all the evidence will come to light.
0: Yeah, and I don't know whether it's Eric or uh, uh, Junior who's going to take the fall, but it's going to be one of them. She's not going to go after Donald. Uh, she's going to let him. She's going to let the Georgia people and she's going to let uh, the January six people take care of Donald. She's going to take care of either Eric or or, or Junior, and I'm thinking it's going to be Eric. Well,
1: be and, the organiza- and the organization and the organization and the
0: organization, but that's who's going to take the fall.
1: Right. Right. Uh, but but to be perfectly honest with you, if she doesn't get him, the Manhattan District, as much as uh, as they're worried about, you know, Brag not going after Donald Trump Sr., uh, mm-hmm. they are going to court uh, with an indictment to the Trump Organization, and we yeah. know that Alan Weiselberg is going to talk about the organization, so. That's going to bring the organization down. And then, and then Letitia James is going to sue the piss out of them. And Donald Trump's, the Trump organization will be no more. It will be gone from the landscape.
0: Yeah, and I, I actually think that's why Jared Kushner cozied up to the Saudis so much and got the two billion dollars to manage was because he saw that's what was going to happen. And anybody can see it. I mean, this is the uh, the iceberg is ahead, and the captain of the Titanic is uh, combing his hair. You know, I mean, uh, uh, this is this is going to happen. They're going to crash. But um, I think what Trump did with bringing his kids in and this is so cynical and it's so horrible that you know, it's true. Yeah. He set them up to take the fall. Or well, at least, a, at
1: least absorb some of the, some of the fallout.
0: Yeah. Well, he doesn't care if his kids go to prison. Are you kidding me? He just, soon they die. Uh, he has no love. I, I don't think he's capable of it, to be no. honest with you. Oh, he's and, a narcissist. Uh, I mean, he,
1: he doesn't like anybody. It's all about, no,
0: well, he wants to sleep with his daughter, but, but the kid, the sons now, you know, uh, they're they didn't turn out to be as quite as ruthless as he is uh, or, as, or I, I don't know. They probably are. But he doesn't see it that way. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that the, you watch and see. And, uh, you know, I'll say I was wrong if I'm wrong. But I, I still think this is going to come down with Eric Trump going to jail for a yeah. while.
1: Yeah. And that will be problematic. Now, Now the thing is is that um, Donald Trump, I think, is also concerned about evidence of what they did wrong there coming out, because then that may fuel the criminal investigation with Bragg again. That will yep. give him some some things to work on to go after Donald Trump, and maybe that's what he's been waiting for. I don't know.
0: We'll see. I don't know. Cyrus Vance, of course, uh... uh something was done there that that stymied uh, that investigation to an extent, or I think they would have gone ahead. That's why the prosecutors all resigned who had been working on it because he, uh, he didn't want to go ahead with it for whatever reason. Uh, Probably not a good one, but uh, something's happening there. And I'm glad to see it. The fact that he was willing to settle shows you that he knows he's going to lose.
1: And he's scared shitless. But yes. the th- You know, the thing about it is that particular investigation is the least of his problems. Oh, Maybe he's yes. trying to get the easy one out of the way because that comparatively is the easy one. But uh, Letitia James just not having it.
0: No. And uh, I applaud her. And uh, you know, the, this is, this is the culmination of so many decades of, of, of wrongdoing. I mean, remember that they had a charity that they mismanaged the, the foundation where they were stealing the money that they were getting for childhood cancer and that whatever, you know, that they were, they were just using it as a slush fund right. and they, they, they settled and that they let them settle. So this has been a right along, let them settle, let them settle. And finally it's no settlement this time, mother you're done.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, you know what's interesting, I don't I don't know if you heard this, but Donald Trump was on a radio show, Hugh Hewitt. And I remember yes. Hugh Hewitt. I remember working at the talk station like in the early eighties, and they had yeah. all these network talk show hosts, and they had some yeah. fucking horrible ones. And Hugh Hewitt was one of them, and he was a piece of shit thirty-five, forty years ago, and he is today. He's a Trump humping piece of shit. Well, Donald Trump was on his show. And, and this guy was asking about the documents and Donald Trump was talking shit, talking circles as he does. And then he comes out and says, I really believe um, if I get indicted, bad things will happen in this country. And Hugh Hewitt said, what do you mean bad things? And he wouldn't big say, prob-
0: big, pro- big problems,
1: big problems. Said.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Big problems. And, and, to me that just seems like uh like uh incitement of the insurrection 2.0 i mean that's he is. That, that's where he is at this point he can't win these these investigations and these possible indictments so all he can do is try to whip these people up to start some kind of violence to take things by force and i don't i know that's not even going to fucking work this guy's desperate at this point
0: well, did you ever notice when he's on a show like that, that you can hear this banging, this this banging off camera? No. And that's I... his lawyers, that's his lawyers slamming their heads against the wall. <laughs> because every time he goes on there, he essentially admitted that he took the material. He claims, right. he claimed there, well, I declassified all of that. There's no record of it, of course. Well, so, and, that, and But that... he said, I took it. I took it. You know, I took this stuff on purpose. It wasn't because somebody accidentally sent it down there. It wasn't because the FBI planted it. It wasn't because I wanted to use it for this or that or the other. I just took it because it was mine, which it isn't. He no. admitted to the crime right uh, Right there on that Hugh Hewitt broadcast. He admitted to it.
1: But then he goes on the broadcast and said, I declassified it. Yet his lawyers, when they uh, put in their motions, they will never admit to it being declassified, because they've already been burned, and if they send something that's a lie uh to the court, they're going to be on the hook for fucking perjury. So they won't say it was declassified because it wasn't declassified, but Donald Trump will still put that in the ether, and there will be certain amount of people that say, yeah, it was declassified. Donald Trump said it was fucking declassified.
0: Well, and you know, the only one who's come forward and say, yeah, he did it is the, what's his name, the Indian guy? Uh, Cash Pat- Patel. Cash Patel, um, who, who uh, this guy is, uh, he's not under oath at this point, but at some point he'll have to be under oath. Is he going to say the same thing and go to jail? Probably. Because not. we know, we know that he has not declassified anything because the status would change. It would be reflected in the record. You declassify something, you have to record that so that people know how to treat it. And it was not done. It was not done. There's no record. We know he did not do it. So Cash Patel is lying through his teeth.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I, I read somewhere, and I can't remember who wrote this, if it was a judge or a... Whoever it was, they they were saying that in order to declassify something, you can't wave your hands. You've got to memorialize it somehow to show that you've actually done it. You've got to uh, make aware the people who wrote the document that it is now declassified. and. For all intents and purposes, a declassified document has to have a stamp that says declassified on it. We saw the photo of the documents in his home at mar laying on the floor there. Not one of them had any kind of stamp that said declassified. Not one.
0: Now, the, the big question right now, let's throw this in real quick, is uh, Judge Cannon's ruling going to stand Or are they going to appeal it? And if they do appeal it and ask for an expedited uh, uh, ruling, it it should be overturned immediately. I mean, even with all the conservative judges that that will be on the appeals court, unless they want to be totally vilified, uh, just like she is, uh, for her idiocy, they have to overturn it or reveal themselves to be nothing but partisan hacks, which you know right. seems to have absolutely no consequences because more than half the Supreme Court is in that same boat. Yes, they are partisan hacks. They were put there to be partisan hacks. That's what they are. Yes, the Supreme Court is delegitimized. Yes, it is. There's no getting it back. It has to be expanded, and these and uh at least four have to be expelled they have to be impeached and you know which ones they are the last three plus thomas have to be expelled from the court impeached it has to happen or the court will never ever ever again be taken seriously
1: yeah yeah it you know the thing about it is is it's a matter of what they do now now I have to say we're recording this on Friday at about noon and uh, this may not air till Saturday morning um but it, it wouldn't be surprising if we hear today that uh that the DOJ has appealed this um and some people are saying one of the guys god I can't remember his name um anyway he's on TV he's a former former justice department person and a lawyer but he he's he said what he sees happening is that they'll immediately go today meaning friday and ask for a stay on that decision and then put together the appeal which right. seems like the best thing now the other option would be to just let the guy the um the special master do his job and get it fucking done with. She gave him till November 30th to do it, which is surprisingly after the midterms. I don't know that they'll even need this for the midterm win, but that's what she did. And she did it very specifically. Now this guy, this special master isn't necessarily a bad choice. He was appointed by Ronald Reagan, which means he's 150 years old, Uh, but he does seem to have some integrity. He's the one that signed off, on 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 that uh fisa warrant on what's his name for Donald Trump one of the first guys to get busted um but so so he might very well look at it and say what the fuck is this but the problem yeah. with that is if the special master finds against Donald Trump then Donald Trump will fucking appeal it and take it to the supreme court so why not just take that one step out appeal it and if it goes to the 11th uh, Circuit and they say, yeah, fuck you, it's overturned, that's a stupid idea, then it goes to Supreme Court. I don't think people say, well, go to Supreme Court and they'll just let them out of it. I-, I don't know because this is such a flagrant, stupid fucking decision that everybody is just amazed that she even did it. She was given an out by the DOJ and she wasn't smart enough to fucking take it.
0: Yeah, I mean it's a, she's got a word salad there that really means nothing. I mean it's it, it's uh, I have yet to see uh, of course I don't watch Fox News ever, but I have yet to see a right-wing judicial authority come out and say this was a good decision and why. Not one they they're either quiet or and it's only the the liberal justices that are that are condemning this. The others are just keeping their mouths shut. I have not seen one, which is not to say some haven't done it. Uh, but somebody like Ken Starr or somebody like that, I haven't seen him come out and say this is a good decision.
1: Well, Ken Starr's got an excuse. He's now dead. So, <laughs> oh, is he? he? He just died a couple days ago.
0: Read oh, the fucking right.
1: paper. Ken's oh, you're dead. Right. What
0: am I? No, that's right. That's right. Um, well, he won't be. We won't be hearing from him.
1: <laughs> no, no. I think we'll probably get a a a, a big zero. I totally forgot that.
0: I, I totally phased that out. But um, yeah, I haven't seen anybody. Scalia hasn't been heard from either.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, Scalia and Ken Starr down there plotting for Donald Trump's admission to the dark regions
0: of hell. Yeah, the um, devil's going, I don't want it. I don't want that fucker. Find someplace else to put him. There's other religions that have bad places. Send him (laughs) to one of those. I I got, you know, I'm getting my own lawyers.
1: (laughs) Satan's going, man, I don't need that fucking dark cloud. Get him the fuck out of here.
0: Well, you know, here's
1: my uh, question about Canon, though. You know, Canon made this horrific decision. And we'll get through this, and Donald Trump will pay the price. But what do we do with Canon? I mean, if she makes this bad decision here, we've got somebody sitting on the federal court that's probably going to make tons of bad decisions, probably already has made bad decisions that go against this country, the Constitution and people's personal rights. What do we do with that? I mean, I know she's every got to judge, her life. Can we get rid if,
0: of her somehow? Every, every judge can be impeached. I just don't know what the forum would be. I don't know if it would be a state legislature. The Florida state legislature, which obviously that's not going to go anywhere. Um, I assume that's the case. That it that it's tried in the legislature, like a a presidential impeachment is tried in the the well in the house, and then the Senate votes on it. But I I um, I assume uh, that's what happens when you're trying to get rid of a a judge uh, in uh, in a particular state. But right. I don't know. Maybe it has to take place. Maybe it has to be done since all judges, uh, unless they're elected, which some are, the others are appointed by the, you know, the president in her case. Right. So maybe it has to be in the national forum of the Senate and the House. I'm not sure on yeah. that. But there is a process for removing judges. I mean, they just removed one here in Tennessee and sent him to prison because uh, he was um, sending kids to – uh um, or she was it a she who was, uh, was sending kids to uh, to a workhouse uh, right. automatically without it you know just without them even going to trial because they were juveniles. Um, right. I think she's in prison, so um, or soon will be. So and this has happened before, of course, but uh, so it can happen. But yeah. in that case, there was criminal activity. In this case, it would just be because they're incompetent.
1: Well, it it is Friday now, and, and I will tell you this, Ed, it's not going to change anything. I, I've told people before on the podcast, I'm going out of town Sunday. I'll probably be gone most of the week, if not all of the week uh, in Savannah. Uh, that said, uh, I've changed some things a little bit. You know, it, it, instead of recording a bunch of stuff ahead of time and running it after the fact, uh, I bought a little computer and, um, and I have an extra microphone and stuff. So I'm going to be recording podcasts uh, while I'm in Savannah. So hopefully you and I can connect up via Zoom as we've done here and and, 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 and do a show. But if nothing else, uh, do you have any uh, predictions or foresee anything for the next week? Because things are happening quickly
0: uh no i I'm, I'm afraid to go out on a limb to be honest with you um i uh, uh i thought we might have something going with the uh, the meeting at Bedminster with the uh right. um, all all of the I mean, if you've ever seen Tony Soprano and the guys get together for a meeting on a golf course, I mean, this was exactly what was happening. You know, they're out there. Nobody can wear wire because you're wearing golf shirts and, you know, you're, you, you're, you're out there away from everything. They can't read your lips and so forth. You got Kevin McCarthy and Hannity and Ty Cobb is there and, uh, uh, a few others, which which really surprised me because he's had some nuts, nice things to say about Trump lately. Yeah. So yeah. why is he at a meeting with him on a golf course? I don't get that.
1: That's that's an interesting question. And I'll be honest with you from our experience in the media. There could very well be some FBI agent a little distance away with a very sensitive shotgun, mic that could probably pick all that shit up
0: yeah or or uh, somebody and more likely somebody in that groups actually is wearing a wire
1: you, you know, know what i would have loved to have done get some kid who has a drone as they're standing yeah. out there and fly that motherfucker over them that would yeah. make them shit their pants
0: uh, no kidding yeah uh, i <sighs> I, I, but to your question i I don't have any predictions at this point. a lot will have, depend on what happens this afternoon
1: yeah if yeah. there
0: is no appeal filed today they will not file one That's right my I could predict that I predict that
1: I agree uh, and they, that they
0: just... will let they will let the special master work his magic right right exactly.
1: And then it's going to be harder for them to appeal because their special master went through it. Uh, Now now there's that information out there. And and when he does try to appeal it, it's going to be hard for him to to, to win that.
0: My question is, though, because no one knows what's there except the FBI, who you know have seen it and cataloged it. Oh, absolutely. They
1: They already have.
0: So so, And we assume that some people on uh, Trump's side knows somewhat what's there, what's missing, more likely. But uh, nobody else knows. So how can this special master go in there without the proper clearances? Are they going to have to give him a super clearance?
1: Yeah, they're going to have to.
0: Who does that?
1: They're gonna to have to clear them, and I've heard they can do it on an expedited way. I don't know what that means and how quickly. There's one other thing I want to talk about. It's not coming up for a little bit, but I think this is when the next firestorm is going to start, and that is september twenty eighth when we have the yep. next uh, January sixth committee hearing. This is gonna yes. be fucking explosive. and the reason I say that is because they've they've leaked out the fact that they're going to be talking about who put this stuff together, uh, how it was funded. And yep. if they do that, it's going to bring up names of sitting members of Congress. It's going to bring up Ginny Thomas and God knows who else. And this may be the explosive part. When this started in July, I said to people, Somehow, some way, they're going to walk this right up to the midterms. They're going September 28th. You know it's not going to be the last one. It's going to be a firestorm. It's going to be their version of October surprise. And this fucking Republican Party is going to be burning to the ground between now and November 8th.
0: Uh, Without a doubt. And we just heard uh, two days ago, I think, that Mark Meadows is now talking to the committee. He's finally replying to the the subpoena that he has resisted for so long he has now agreed to talk to the committee and may have already for all we know now
1: but, now, uh, now, now wait a minute now now you're making the same mistake that i i, I corrected some people on too it's oh, not the com- okay. it's not the committee
0: it's okay. the doj
1: it's the doj
0: always oh, talking to the doj okay Which i thought it was a
1: vastly committee. different thing
0: because well yeah, it's much better actually because Ross, they have the power to do something.
1: <laughs> right, right. Now he hasn't complied with the January sixth committee and they chose not to indict him and we wondered why. And you also wondered why has it been so quiet. Well now we know because the DOJ yeah, had bigger plans for him.
0: Exactly. And he's 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 gone along with that. So he uh that makes sense and I get it now. Thank you.
1: No, no problem. But but, but, but the thing is, is, is that it's clear Mark Meadows has been enlightened. You're either going to go to fucking jail or you're going to throw Donald Trump under the bus. And he made the right choice by throwing Donald Trump under the bus. That may not keep him out of jail, Mark Meadows, but it may take some time so, off his jail time because he's just as culpable as Donald Trump in this. He was the man standing next to him.
0: Yeah, he was also the guy in the office today. The they carried the boxes out. I guarantee you. So, um, so he he knew about those as well. Um, and he may the,
1: he may have been the mole for this whole yes, situation.
0: I'm I'm thinking you're right because he would have known.
1: And and we also know that the people around Donald Trump said, "Hey, listen, man, don't talk to Mark Meadows so much. That could be a problem." So they know yeah. too. They know that Mark Meadows has been pressured enough to give up. Donald Trump, and Mark Meadows is not going to be helpful to him.
0: Yeah, and then, well, we've got, uh, what's his face? Uh, the uh, the lawyer who wanted to be the, the Attorney General. Um, he's an environmental Jeffrey lawyer. Clark, Jeffrey Clark. Jeffrey Clark is given it. I mean, he's been ordered to, uh, he's, he's been, been subpoenaed.
1: Well, he's been subpoenaed, so, but he's also said that he's been, been uh, notified that he's under criminal investigation.
0: Well, they does... took his phone. They took all his electronics. That's what they did. They, took they him raided alarm. him and took his electronics, yeah.
1: But but they didn't do it in such a special way like with Mike Lindell. <laughs> they catch him in a Hardee's Drive up in Mankato, Minnesota, and they take his fucking phone. I thought that was hilarious.
0: Have you seen him talking about that and saying, oh, yeah. I don't have a computer. My whole life is on the phone. You know, and I'm suing. I'm suing the government, and I'm yeah. going. How are you going to call your
1: lawyer? <laughs> well, nothing you know, he's ever, phone.
0: No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> nothing he's
1: ever said has come to fruition, so no. he can complain claim all these things he wants. But I'm I'm going to tell you what, because Mike Lindell has been in the thick of it. Mike Lindell's yeah. upset that his phone's been confiscated, but I bet there's a lot of other motherfuckers a little worried about what Mike Lindell has on that phone because he's a stupid motherfucker. He probably has everything.
0: Oh, you know he does. I mean, uh, here's this guy who's been going around sponsoring these uh, <clears throat> media events, which do nothing right. ex- except bring together the, the, the dregs of that particular world. I mean, the speakers they have at these things are like, they make Q look brilliant, Right. You know, I mean, these are people with conspiracy theories with with lizard people, the, the worst of the worst. I mean, these people are bad. And these this is the people he hangs out with all the time. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I hope they wear gloves when they touch that phone. That's all I got to <laughs> say.
1: <laughs> yeah, no shit. God knows where Mike Lindell has been. Uh, So there's a lot of stuff going on and uh, we'll try to catch up this week when I'm in Savannah. I think we'll be able to figure it out, but who knows, you know, my wife will be in control. So I don't have my own, uh, (laughs) my, my own mind to work on. I usually sit at night when she's asleep and do the podcast, but we do it earlier. So we'll see what happens. I'm sorry.
0: I'll be, I'll be dropping my wife at off at the airport on Wednesday. So then I'll be, uh, you know, I'll be wide open for... Uh, <laughs> of
1: course you will.
0: Uh, yeah. You know, I'll have my honey-do list, no doubt. But uh, uh, anyway, what well, am I going to well, do? When, but try, did, when, does she,
1: when does she get back?
0: Um, Friday.
1: Friday. So what will happen is, what happens with every man and who has a honey-do list, you'll fucking relax, kick back, have a beer, whatever you got to do. And then Thursday, about 9 o'clock, you go, I better get that shit done. <laughs>
0: yeah exactly I know what's going to happen
1: here right, Ed we're we're well over time and we really can't be over time because I have no time limitations we do whatever the fuck we want here Um, so thanks for joining me we'll connect up next week and see how things uh, break out and uh, thanks for coming by it's always nice to have a different perspective
0: yeah it's fun we'll talk to you Monday maybe
1: Yeah, we'll try to do it Monday. And uh, for those of you at home, I hope you have a great day. And we will talk to you again tomorrow.
0: Thanks for listening to the Rational Boomer Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll see you next time.